You're listening to the Paul Cardall Podcast. Please show your support by subscribing along with leaving a review. My wife is on the podcast because we had a shocking development that happened in the last several months. There is only 40,000 cases in the United States. Tell us the diagnosis. Well, it's crazy because this all started back in mid-February and we're almost into May. So it's been a few months of trying to figure out exactly what was going on. So in mid-February, I started experiencing some pain on the left side of my neck. And I didn't know if I slept incorrectly one night, you know, the pillow was positioned the wrong way, but the pain started getting worse. But then it started going down my left arm. And you remember we were on a trip and I was in excruciating pain, literally crying my eye, my eyes out. I was in so much pain. It was throbbing. You had to brush my hair for me, dress me, do everything. And I literally was in bed for five days. So got back home. And of course, I immediately made an appointment to go see my doctor. And I went and they took an x-ray. And they said that I had a sternoclavicle joint irritation. My joint was inflamed. Go home, take some ibuprofen, take some turmeric. It's definitely going to help with the inflammation. You should be fine. Went home, did that for a month. The pain was still the same, but I started developing this, this bump on the left side of my chest. And I thought, this is so strange. Why is this happening now because I'm taking ibuprofen and the turmeric. It's not getting any better. A month went by and again, we were out of town. We were at my mom's for Easter and the pain really started to go up the back of my head. And that's when I got scared and I knew something was wrong. Called my doctor and I said, I need to come in right away. We need a second opinion. I need to know what's going on. So went to a second doctor and immediately when he saw me, he said, Tina, you need to go to the emergency room immediately. You have a really bad infection. So that's what I did. I went to Vanderbilt emergency room and within five minutes, the doctor saw me, looked at my chest and said, wow, wow, that that's bad. So they did a CAT scan, they did an MRI, they did all this extensive blood work on me. Everything was coming back normal. My numbers were perfect. They couldn't understand what was going on. They admitted me to the hospital. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're admitting me to the hospital? Like, I feel fine. I just don't know why, where this lump came from. What is going on? They said, dear, you have a really bad infection. We need to get to the bottom of it and we can't let you go. You're under our care now. So the infectious disease team got involved. Um, The thoracic surgeon saw me and after doing numerous tests, they decided they needed to do a biopsy. They needed to go in and see what was going on. So they did that. And lo and behold, I had a very severe case of salmonella. I was in shock. Salmonella, how on earth could I have gotten this? I clean all of my fruits and vegetables the correct way. 
which is soaking them in food-grade hydrogen peroxide for at least 30 minutes. That will kill anything and everything that maybe is growing on them. I cook my meat properly. I My steak, my red meat usually is medium well, where years ago used to be medium rare, but I realized the importance of cooking your meat. I don't eat sushi. I very rarely eat out. But of course, I do eat out and we travel. So where I got this, I have no idea what food I ate. I have no idea. Um, of course, I ask myself a million times a day, where could this, where could this have happened? What could I have eaten? And I just keep guessing. And just like the doctor said, you will never know. I think all of us, and you have learned that you can be doing everything right, but things happen and you have no control over them. This was a complete one-off, right? It was so random. I never get sick. Like you said, 54 years old, I've never been in the hospital. My health, if, if I caught a cold, it might last for a day or two, and then it was gone. But unfortunately, even like yesterday, um, I was looking online and I came across an article, basically Pillsbury they have an all-purpose flour that got recalled. Over 12,000 cases have been recalled in the United States because it can. Be, there's a good chance that it's infected with salmonella. So here you go. You're at home, right? You're, you're not eating out. You think you have control over everything, but then you just want to bake a cake. So you're using Pillsbury all-purpose flour to make this cake, and now you have salmonella. So only 40,000 cases a year. It is so rare to catch it, but it happens. Even when I was in the hospital, I remember talking to one of the nurses and she told me that they stopped serving peanut butter to patients because they were getting salmonella. So just random things like that can happen. And unfortunately, you know, you don't want to live your life in a bubble. Of course, I want to travel. I want to go out. I want to eat. I want to try different foods. I want to experience different foods. So this definitely has been a little traumatic for me. It's tomorrow will be two weeks since I had the surgery. So it's going to take me a little while to get comfortable with food again and hope that I'm going that I'm going to be okay and chances are I will be because the chances of getting salmonella are slim, but it can happen. So I think it's important to be aware of how can you get it. We're going to talk about what the thoracic surgeon and the infectious disease decided to do. But before we do that, you know, this was your first time in a hospital. You were in an emergency room. I just remember going into the hallway and there you are in your gym clothes. You know, you, you look like you just lift, you look like you just lifted some weights and uh, run on the, on the treadmill and, and, you know, and there you are surrounded by all these people that had broken legs. There were people coming in from accidents. Life flighted. Yeah. I saw people with blood on them. I mean, it was, I mean, it was stacked up. This is Vanderbilt hospital, one of the best hospitals in the country, but everyone with a problem goes to the ER and there you were. What were your emotions witnessing all of this? And of course, you 
there dealing with this uh, prior to being checked in? What were you feeling? First off, looking around at so many people looking very sick, needing immediate attention, my heart went out to them because they just didn't look well. And I actually felt a little guilty being there taking up a bed because honestly, I walked in feeling great. I had amazing energy. Um, I wasn't thinking I was going to get checked into the hospital. I was ready to go to the gym after that. And really, the only reason I even went to the doctor was because this lump started developing on my chest and it was getting worse. And then the pain started to shoot up my head. And that's what scared me. So I knew it was time to go in. But if I wouldn't have had either or, I wouldn't have gone to the doctor because I was feeling fine. So initially walking in, I just felt like, why am I here? Take your tests, let me go home and call me with the results. And you know we'll figure it out or you'll figure it out. But they were like, no, you're staying. I was thinking, whoa, this this is a big deal. And I was so thankful to God that I was there because I knew the severity of it. And I knew that they needed to figure out what was going on with me because people literally die from this type of bacterial infection. It, it's no joke at all. And that's why we do need to be familiar with how can you get it? What are the symptoms? Because even though it's rare, it can happen. And I exercise, I eat healthy. I clean my fruits and vegetables properly. We don't wear shoes in the house. I mean, I'm doing everything right. And boom, it got me. You're the type of person who is constantly on the go. You're at the gym, you're eat, preparing your meals. You spend a lot of time educating people on how to live a healthy lifestyle, not just by appearance, but to feel good on the inside, attractive on the inside. When the thoracic surgeon comes in and tells you he's going to have to operate, he's going to have to go in to you, and you, you knew there'd be a scar of some kind, there'd be a wound. Like, I don't know, listener, if you remember the first time you ever went in the hospital and a doctor says, you have got to operate on you. Were you scared? What, I mean, what were you feeling? Well, honestly, I'm sitting here right now just getting a little choked up. When I was in the hospital, I didn't have the emotions that I have right now. I don't know if I was just numb to it. I don't know if it's because they had me on painkillers. I don't know, but everything is surfacing now. And it was really scary for me because it was the first time I was in the hospital and they said it, the operation, the surgery was going to take anywhere from two to three hours. And I was, you know, I was thinking, wow, this is a really big deal. This is a really big deal. And I remember even talking to my mom on the phone. And I knew I was going to be fine in my heart. But I said, you know, mom, we never had this conversation. You know, you always have a conversation with a parent because they're older and you assume that they're going to go first. But I had the conversation with my mom that, Mom, 
if for some reason I don't come out of this, it's my, it's, I would like to not be cremated. I want to be buried. I want to be in a casket. So this is the conversation I was having with my mom. I don't even, I didn't even tell you this. It just didn't come up. I just didn't think to tell you, but this was the conversation and it really scared me. I got very emotional and I was scared. And now I have, of course, the trauma, which I know will get better. It's just going to take me a little bit of time. The trauma of what I am eating, because I don't know what I ate that caused this. So if I was the average person that ate something and then got the fever and then they had diarrhea, then you could say, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it was that piece of red meat that I had that did it. But I never had those symptoms. I didn't have them at all. So for me, it's a mystery and it always will be. And it's frustrating for me. It's frustrating because I don't have the answer. I never will have the answer. And I do need to stop asking myself and trying to figure out how I got this because I won't know. You know, when you have an illness and you go into the hospital and you have this doctor say, we got to cut into you. And then you go through this process, you know, um, it doesn't matter how many times you go through this process. It is heavy. It's very emotional. You get into that fight or flight mode in worrying about everything. And there's this way that God humbles us in such a profound way to where in the trauma, we start to have more compassion for people that go through this, for our parents, for friends, for anybody who is struggling. I mean, you've got friends who are struggling with their health right now. And uh, obviously there's a little bit more understanding, I guess, because you're now walking in those shoes but when the surgeon came in and said you know we're gonna have to cut in there and remove the infection and then we're going to have to feed you with antibiotics it's gonna take you know several weeks you're going to get this treatment and you didn't really know the type of treatment you were going to receive and he's like you can't travel You know, we had a trip planned for my 50th birthday to go to Israel together, spend a beautiful time there. That is off the table. And of course, that doesn't matter because your health is what matters. But um, give us that first concept, that first experience. I know a lot of people have felt this of the prep and going into that operating room. Do you remember finally getting to the operating room? Or were you kind of started to pass out on the uh, Versed before you got there? I passed out so quickly. I wanted to remember going into the operating room so I could look around and, you know, check things out. I've never been in one. So I wanted to see what was going on. I don't remember anything. I just remember her nudging me a little bit saying, wake up, honey. It's time to wake up. 
And then next thing you know, I was back in my room. So it's all a blur, unfortunately. Yeah, they took such good care of you. And you know me, I'm always like, oh yeah, I want to, I want some of that stuff because you feel like you're floating. It, it's a beautiful, it, it's a beautifully ironic situation when they have to give you that stuff. But thank God that we have this medicine to help us, uh, you know, not remember what we experience in the actual, uh, procedure but you went off they they woke you up and then you started to learn that well of course they had this device on you you came out of surgery and there was this device and if you're watching on youtube you can see this round thing going into her chest it's a little black under there there's a sponge going into the wound and a long tube into what's called a vac wound device. I never heard of one. And it is pulling out a fluid that, you know, when you get an infection, there's excess fluid. So it's pulling that out. But you have to carry this device. It looks like you're wearing a purse everywhere you go. It runs on batteries. You have to plug it in to recharge it. <laughs> when you first got that, I mean, how was that? And what were they really telling you? about that. Just like you, I had no idea what this device was. And the more I learned about it, I thought it was brilliant. Whoever created this was genius because my womb is healing from the inside out. And I've been wearing this almost two weeks and tomorrow will be two weeks. And I have noticed because every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the nurse comes to our house and changes the dressing. So I have seen the wound actually get smaller and smaller and smaller. Sure, the opening of it is still the way it was from day one when they made the incision, but it's getting smaller because it's healing and there's less chance for infection. So yes, I'm very annoyed by this long tube that's about six feet long that's attached to basically, it looks like a messenger bag. It's annoying. Um, I'm constantly getting caught with door handles and it's pulling me and then I have to sleep with it. And it's constantly making almost like a slurpy sucking kind of noise because it is draining all of the fluid out of the wound. But it is getting smaller, and I'm hopeful that tomorrow or Wednesday, when the nurse comes, it will be time to stop using it. I'm just being patient, just taking it honestly one day at a time, and just knowing that this is going to be a process, and I just have to be patient. But just like you said, I think another hard part for me is knowing that I can't leave town because a nurse is coming every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I can't go away. I can't go to Europe and start eating foreign food that I love because right now my body is healing and it's under stress still. And because of the heavy duty antibiotics that I'm taking for a minimum of six weeks, of course, it's messing up the microflora in my digestive tract. Um, I'm one that is all about making sure that my gut is balanced. I've worked with a functional doctor for quite a few years, making sure that my gut is balanced and, you know, it's as healthy as it could be. And so now I'm taking these antibiotics, but 
I do know the importance of taking them and it is something that I have to do. And you know what? I will rebalance my gut again. I will get there and I will have complete health again. It's just a matter of a little bit of time. So I need to just hang in there. You look amazing. And um, I also remember the thoracic surgeon looking at you and uh, just kind of studying because they look at the color in our face, um, lips, uh, eyes. They can tell the depth of the illness. And he looked at you and he said, if you were not as healthy as you are, this would be much more complicated and difficult to get this resolved. That in and of itself should tell everybody that do your best to maintain good health. And we're going to talk about some of the things you're doing to encourage others to be healthy. Um, but if, you know, again, if you're watching on YouTube, it, can you somehow pick up that device and show us? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it, of course. It it's like, so this is know. the long tube that pretty much goes down my shirt. And then it's this long tube yeah. that is attached to this thing, which is kind of like a fanny pack, a messenger bag. And then this is the device. And then here on this side is where all of the fluid gets collected. And this is what we change three times a week or the nurse does. So pretty much, <laughs> yeah, I'm sporting this thing like that. <laughs> it's a part of me. I sleep with it. I shower with it. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. It's like R2-D2 to Luke Skywalker. Everyone's got a sidekick. So that's your sidekick. But I remember them also saying that this device was invented by a gentleman who was very concerned about his wife who got sick and had a big wound. And when you seal a wound, you can develop a new infection. So they would stitch you or they'd put, you know, um, close it with tape. This is a new device so that it heals from, like you said, from inside out. And it makes the scar less obvious. So what I love about this is a man did this out of love for his wife. You know, it's kind of like we have the iPhone because Steve Jobs heard his daughter say, I wish I, I wish I could put all my music and records in one place. Out of love, he created the iPhone uh, to put all her music in one place. So these devices are absolutely miraculous, and God inspires us, you know, people that have these unique gifts to develop these gifts and, and help other people. And that's one thing you do. You know, we've talked about how healthy you are on a previous episode. We got into the details of products that have less toxins. You know, the food, the, the ingredients, and then you're still going straight forward with this. It hasn't slowed you down from the stories you have on Instagram. Let's talk briefly about your business with Beauty Counter and then these stories and why you're doing these stories on your Instagram. You know, I love being healthy. I love finding delicious foods that are going to keep us healthy. You know, so many people are eating processed foods and unfortunately they are contributing to your health over time. It does take a toll. 
people are exercising, they want to eat healthy, they don't think about the products also that they are putting onto their bodies. And back in 2019, I started using products by a company called Beauty Counter. And I absolutely fell in love with this company because they are the only company that's out there that is working with legislation, getting laws passed and changed to get safer products into the hands of everyone. Because the average person, before they leave the house in the morning, they're putting on at least 500 chemicals. So, and that's even the typical man, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, some deodorant, your toothpaste, mouthwash, maybe some chapstick, and you're out the door. 500 chemicals. So people don't realize that that also is contributing to your health. You're eating organic, you're exercising, you're focusing on sleep, but then you're putting all these toxic products on. They're hormone disrupting. They're causing hormonal issues. They're causing fertility issues. They're causing cancer. And unfortunately, there's something called greenwashing that's going on out there where companies take a box, a package, and they put a green leaf on there and they put the word healthy. But in reality, when you turn that box around and you start reading those ingredients, you'll see the harmful chemicals that are on there. And unfortunately, people don't know. And it excites me to learn about these things and then to share. And that's why I love going on Instagram, especially doing stories and just saying, hey, you know, let's take two products here. Pretty much the same thing, but not really. You have the really unhealthy version that has white flour, white sugar, seed oils in there that causes inflammation, red dye 40, all these chemicals. And then you have the other product that's made with a healthy flour. It's made with olive oil or avocado oil, completely different ingredients. So, you know, for instance, that could be pancakes, the healthy version versus the not so healthy. So I want people to know that you can still enjoy life. You can still enjoy eating wonderful, delicious, savory, sweet, whatever it is, foods that you crave, but they can be healthy because more than ever, I'm so excited to continue on my journey of health because yes, I've had a little bit of a setback, but I don't look at it now as a setback. I look at it as it's just another tool in my toolbox. I'm educating myself even more on a topic that I really was not familiar with, salmonella, and now I can educate others. So, and that could be in so many ways, but I want people to just know and understand that health is a journey and anything and everything we do does make a difference. If you're eating healthy, it's going to make a difference. It is. And if you're not eating healthy, that's also going to make a difference in your health. You get to choose. And just like you said, I did walk into the ER and the thoracic surgeon said, all of your numbers are so normal. Your white blood count is normal. It shouldn't be. You have a serious infection. Everything about you is so healthy. The color of your skin is healthy. You're walking around. You look healthy. You're upbeat. You're thinking clearly. He said the average person that would have walked in pretty much would have been, you know, wheelchaired in because they would have been crawling in. It's, it is a deadly bacteria. So 
more than ever, I want to continue on this path to educate and just let people know that you do have choices. There are healthier options out there. Even if you want a full glam, a face of makeup, you can have that by wearing non-toxic makeup. And that's why, back to Beauty Counter, I love this company. It is high quality. It's high performing. All of our products are EWG verified. And I know a lot of people know what it is, but EWG stands for Environmental Working Group. When you find a product and you want to know if it is safe or not, they are going to rate it from EWG verified all the way to 10. And 10 is in the red. It is the most toxic thing you can put on your body. And you walk into CVS, Walgreens, and you can start scanning with the EWG app. It's a free app. You can start scanning with the UPC code, the products, and you can see just how bad they are. And then you scan beauty counters and they're EWG verified. So all the things that we do make a, a huge difference in the short term and the long term. Yeah, you'll be able to learn all of this information and, and get further educated and inspired on how to take control over your life. You know. Tina doesn't do this to make money. She does it out of love and she wants others to feel as good as she does. So search on Instagram, Tina Cardall, Tina Cardall. You'll find her stories, her posts. And um, you also, if you click on by her bio, you can get onto her newsletter. She sends out a very informative, wonderful newsletter with great information that goes beyond the stories. So check that out. But, you know, as you were talking, what came to my mind is I remember as a teenager going to the grocery store after I got a heart transplant and you would go on the cereal aisle because I, you know, I love cereal and uh, <clears throat> Cheerios. Cheerios was sponsored by the American Heart Association and they put the Cheerio instead of in a bowl, they put it in a heart shaped bowl. So you thought, well, gosh, if the American Heart Association says this is really good for you, oh, my gosh, I got to get this. I got to get my dairy milk uh, and put it all in a bowl, and I'm going to feel amazing. But again, this is one of those deceptions we have in the United States. Corporations need to earn, and they need to convince you, like big tobacco used to, that their product is completely safe and healthy. Now, I'm not saying don't have Cheerios once in a while, but you need to recognize. I am. <laughs> there are safer and better alternatives out there besides Cheerios. Sorry, yeah, well, <laughs> I just had to say that hey, because to, there are. <laughs> well, let me show. While we're talking, let me show you one of these cereals that you you got to me that I love. Hold on. <laughs> there are safe. And while he's getting the cereal, let me just say that there is more calcium in two tablespoons of sesame seeds than there is in a glass of milk. Milk is one of the highest allergy foods for all human beings, one of the highest allergy foods. So if you are experiencing any type of skin irritations from acne, rosacea, eczema, 
um, any digestive issues, get off of milk for a little while. Let's see how your body adjusts to that. So sorry, I just had to throw that in there. That's fine. So I grabbed this cereal that you got me and gosh, I love sugar cereal. And everybody has kids that love sugar cereal. But you got me something. It's called Seven Sundays. Seven Sundays. And I didn't know the title, but I knew the cereal because you used to say, I went to the grocery store and I bought you seven Sundays. And I thought you were, you know, seven bags or something. But this cereal <laughs> is delicious. It uh, tastes like sugar, but it's only got, what is it, six grams and it's natural sugar. Um, and what's in there is cassava, sunflower protein, maple syrup, coconut oil, strawberries, blueberries. I mean, like real strawberries, real blueberries, vanilla extra. Yeah, it's sweetened naturally. It's sweetened with uh, whole foods. So maple syrup, coconut sugar. It's made with cassava flour. Uh, the berry berry flavor is fantastic. Um, you can eat it, obviously, like cereal with milk. But me... I just eat it right out of the bag. It is such a wonderful snack treat. Um, your kids will love it. Seven Sundays. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you know what you know what else your kids are gonna love? And this blew my mind. I like suckers. <laughs> I love suckers. There's a company called Smart Sweets. They have caramels, they have like um gummy bears and like um Swedish fish, but these are suckers. And here's the kicker on these suckers, one gram of sugar, one gram of sugar. And, uh, and there's no artificial colors or dyes. It's not made with cane sugar. These are clean ingredients. And I love it because the options these days, there are so many options for people where years ago we didn't have it, but these companies they are so creative. They are producing and making such wonderful products for people that are diabetic and can't have sugar or people that just want to stay away from sugar because we do know that sugar causes major inflammation and that's where disease starts when there's inflammation in the body. So how can we have yummy treats and not have inflammation? Well, those things are available and you just have to go grocery shopping with me. Follow me, and well, that's, that's you also will learn, right? All your stories. I, I want yours. So here's the last thing. I love chocolate. Now, here's ah. the thing. Tina, I'm going after the sweet tooth, you know, here. And Tina shows you a lot of things from meats. Um, she gets me these beautiful lasagna dishes and pasta dishes. I had some pasta yesterday that you gave me that only had 210 calories, and it was a full meal. It was better than when I would go to an Italian restaurant. It tastes a hundred times better than the Olive Garden that a lot of people go to. <laughs> the Olive Garden. Yeah, right. funny. Minus the breadsticks and the salad. So um, those breadsticks aren't healthy. But um, I like chocolate, you know? And so here's one that you got at Sprouts called mm -hmm. Dark Chocolate Bites. Again, there are dietary fiber of three grams, carbohydrates, uh, four G, but zero, zero sugar. But there's six erythritol. What, remind me what erythritol is. So erythritol is a sugar alcohol, and some people don't do well with it if they have any digestive issues. But if you have just a little bit of it here or there, you're going to totally be fine. 
But if you get a little upset tummy, because it is a sugar alcohol, um, then just don't have it. But that's what those are sweetened with. They're just orange flavored, dark chocolate little circles, and they're fantastic. So me, I just have a few of them. You know, I'm not going to eat the whole bag at one time, but I'm more of a fan of monk fruit and stevia. Some people do really well with um, sugar alcohols, and you just have to find what works for you. Monk fruit. Does that mean like like there's a bunch of fruit in a monastery <laughs> praying and everybody eats out there? Is that what monk fruit is? But those are fantastic little chocolates. So what I'm showing you right here is just a sample of what she does on her stories. And uh, you're going to feel a lot better eating these and giving them to your kids. You're going to know that your kids are healthy and less likely to have anxiety, depression, because a lot of the foods that we're giving our kids creates uh, problems, unhealthy uh, lifestyles. And as well as diabetes, um, it's a proven fact that America is heading in the direction that soon enough, one out of every two people will have diabetes. And we're talking about our children also. It doesn't need to be that way. We There's so much available to us these days where kids can still be kids. You know, you can have a popsicle that's made just out of fruit juice. They are available to you. You just have to go look, looking for them. Um, so it's something to be mindful of for everyone going forward. And Zevia. Yes, we love Zevia. It's sweetened with stevia, hence the name Zevia. And they have all sorts of flavors from, they have Dr. Zevia, which is Dr. Pepper. That right there is the black cherry. They have cola. They have root beer, grape, orange. They have a mock Mountain Dew. Um, they have a mock uh, Sprite. They have so many sodas, so I love those. Another brand I absolutely love is called Spindrift, and it is actually sweetened with actual juice. So right now I'm on the pineapple Spindrift kick, and it's just sparkling water with a little bit of pineapple juice. So it's very low in sugar, but I want people to know that carbohydrates are not the enemy. Carbohydrates in the form of fruits and vegetables when they're in their whole food state. Carbohydrates are not healthy when, you know, you're eating a box of, let's say, Oreos, and it's all highly processed, highly refined foods with sugar and seed oils. This is what creates disease. This is what causes diabetes. This is what's causing weight gain and illness in people. So it's a matter of just reading those ingredients and becoming more educated. And you can find all this stuff in most grocery stores. You like to go to Sprouts and Trader Joe's. Whole, full, whole Foods. Everybody talks about Whole Foods. Now here's the thing with Whole Foods. They got bought by Amazon. So they're slowly concerned about profit. They want to make more money. So they're slowly starting to slip in stuff that is not necessarily healthy i'm seeing cheerios on the uh shelves and i'm seeing more and more stuff so even at whole foods you have to be careful so again 
if you're on Instagram, go to Tina's stories and posts and you will get great inspiration and ideas on how to keep your life healthy and how to keep your children healthy by eating your way through life, <laughs> which is pretty good. So honey, I am glad that you were on this. I, we've, you know, these things are often private among families, but we want you to be healthy. You know, I've talked a lot about my health and now that my wife has gone through it, we feel like we need to share in order to encourage other people. So God forbid you go through these things, but when you go through these things, you're prepared to uh, do it with uh, grace and dignity and elegance the way you did. You look amazing. You always look amazing. But, um, you know, before we conclude, tell us overall this whole experience, maybe in a couple sentences, your entire life, you've been striving to be healthy. You are healthy. You have this one little setback. But I guess in one sentence or two sentences, um, what do you think God has taught you by the way you've lived your life and this one, you know, you have sickness and you have surgery and now you're on the mend. So what, what do you think God has been teaching you through your life? I definitely feel that life could be over like that, you know? You could be so healthy and then something so random happens to you. I've, and you know this, I always say, you know, let's live life today, be in the moment, be present because we don't know what tomorrow brings. And it was a huge eye opener for me to realize that it could all be gone in a matter, in a blink of an eye, it can all be gone. So we need to, I need to, appreciate life even more, slow down a little bit more, you know, smell the roses, have a more deeper, meaningful conversation with a neighbor, you know, maybe call my mom a little bit more and slow down that conversation instead of just rushing to say what I have to say and be done. I, I realized that life is so precious. I've always known that, but more now than ever, I know that it can be taken away just like that. And I'm just grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to have gone through this experience. But more importantly, I am so thankful to all of the people who have reached out to me, who have sent me cards, flowers, have sent me DMs, texted me, called me, and just said, we are praying for you. And I want to just say thank you to everyone because it really means the world to me. And I just love you all so much. Thank you. Well, we're going to put in the show notes a link to your Instagram. I love you. Glad that you are <laughs> successfully recovering. So we can get back to our, you know, we're actually going to go on a date today. We're going to go see a movie, get out, enjoy the weather. And uh, yeah, so thanks, honey, for being on this. And uh, yeah, love Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks, Paul. Love you. Please show your support by subscribing to the Paul Cardall podcast along with leaving a review.